snap photos from the pit, documented musical stories, thrashed in the crowd, and raged from the back. We are South Sisters! Welcome to another episode of the Sound Sister Podcast. I'm your host, Dread Doll, and I'm here with my lovely ladies. Say hello, ladies. Angel Rose Red. Gabby Chaos. On this episode, we're going to be talking to Judy Kokuza. Judy is the drummer for legendary female punk rock bands Betty Blowtorch and Bobsled. Betty Blowtorch is an all-female band that originally consisted of three former members of punk rock band Butt Trumpet. Today, they regularly share memories of touring the country with Bianca, and stories of their crazy true life adventures with their fans on social media accounts. Bonded in determination to keep Bianca's memory alive, Blair, Judy, and Sharon continue to create new music with the help of Mia X on bass. But before we bring her in, let's go around the room. Angela, what's going on with you? Well, I've been really excited because I've been diving into editing uh, some of the live shots and footage that we did from your live stream. Um, I'm pretty excited. And also I've been just contacting various artists and different people, um, getting some new content on the website. So I'm excited about just diving into that. And also tomorrow I get my first vaccine. Woo, so nice. yeah, I, I have to admit I was, a, I was one of those people when it first came out where I was nervous, I was questioning it like, Oh, it hasn't been tested enough. So what I did was, did my own research, talk to people, and just obviously seeing other people going through it. And the um, benefits of it definitely outweighs the unknown. So I'm really, really excited and looking forward to this and making some plans to punk rock bowling, which I didn't yeah. actually think it was going to happen. <laughs> like, I mean, just a couple of weeks ago, yeah. you guys said, oh, we're going to be playing a live show in October. I'm all, I'm not ready. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> I'm all... I went to a live stream, took photographs of a recorded live stream. Yeah. I'm all, I'm ready. <laughs> like, <laughs> so that, that coin flipped. So I've been just really excited and starting to feel more and more like myself. So imagine if more people did their own research. I know, <laughs> right? Made- <laughs> well, what do you, wait, what do you mean? If it's not on Facebook, it's not true. Well, like- did. Everything on Facebook is <laughs> correct. <laughs> <laughs> I just delete people now. I'm just, I don't even. I know that's half of that. Delete. Yeah. Saying something stupid, delete. I mean, yeah. I think it's okay. And friend. I mean, I think it's great to be able to question and voice yeah. like concerns. And but I think talking through it and having a strong support system yeah. and you guys going through it really, really is helping. Uh well, Gabby, what's up with you? I'm very excited because we're doing a Sound Sisters remodel. Eee! The studio. It's been a couple years and it's about time to upgrade gear and Spurs up my office and just uh, we're going to be doing something special for the next season. So I'm very excited for it. And I get to buy more gear. So <laughs> extra excited for that. But I've just been planning it and it's been like taking up my whole week now. And hopefully this weekend we get to remodel. It might take a couple weeks, might not. But I can't wait for everybody to see the new Sound Sisters. Sound Sister Studio. It's going to be, I think it's going to be refreshing to like be doing something on a new format for us. Yeah. And that's right. People, new format. (laughs) Camera ready. So yeah. Fuck. I got to wear lipstick. Yeah. I got to wash my hair (laughs) and tits up. (laughs) Wash your hair and tits up. (laughs) Pretty much. But it's, it's been a try just trying to figure out how, like how things work in the new ways 
it's, it's been very challenging, but I'm always up for a challenge and buy more gear too. <laughs> You're such a gearhead. I love that. I am. <laughs> like these microphone stands we just got, they're, they're amazing. But anyways, so that's what I've been up to. What about you, Drea? Well, the Venomous announced their <laughs> new live EP. Yeah. Based on a true story. It's popping. Today on punknews.org. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We, we pushed out the artwork and dude, everybody's like loving it. <laughs> I'm like, ah, it's great. So good. Uh, but yeah, but he, he did a really good job and, and I love it. Like, Who's he? His name is Zoo. Zoo. And he's actually yeah. he's done work for Brack Rock Fest mm-hmm. and Soundspeed Records. Yeah. So I hit up Chris Manning and I'm like, hey, who's your art guy? He's like, you got to talk to Zoo. I'm like, I, <laughs> yes, point me in the right direction. So he started a group. Zoo who? Sorry. Yeah, had he to. started a group <laughs> chat and he was like, he did the intro. He's like, Zoo, Dre, Dre, Zoo. Have fun. I'm like, <laughs> That's cool. All right, cool. And uh, I, I, you know, I gave him a couple ideas and I was, he just came back with some, that you know, Sasquatch. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I was like, this is perfect. So. And it was a true story. So yeah. And you really tagging everybody. Oh, man, that was like the best part. Everyone's like, what? It's me in there? <laughs> yeah, I think they were surprised <laughs> so to see it. Like, so good. Yeah. Gen Pop and Polly yeah. and then uh, Green Intruder like damned us. Mm-hmm. I was so like, good. you want to come on the podcast? I'm like, Look. of course. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Fuck. That's I'm awesome. a huge Mass Intruder fan. I'm so excited for that to happen for you guys to yeah. go on there. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I love them. It's one of my favorites. I, they're cool yeah i don't know what any of them look like except the yeah. right player, i mean that's the point <laughs> I, yeah I, i'm da- i'm yeah. i'm here for it so let's yeah. do it. green intruder let's do yeah. it yeah today my phone was just like bing 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 i was like what's it, happening yeah. <laughs> like, i saw you post it and it's like it's fire right now so go check it out it's on instagram punk news and pretty much anywhere yeah and so. we're doing a, a secret track episode we are. Yeah. It's pretty much like a VH1 behind the s- storytellers. Yeah. Of how, mm-hmm. why, what happened that day. And it's all of the venomous pinks. So I know the host of that episode. <laughs> She's a badass. It's me. <laughs> it me. It, it me. me. <laughs> all right. So we're going to jump into the round table topic here. And, you know, we really kind of. Weren't sure what to do on this one, but Judy does have a history with a lot of bands, a lot of great bands. And Gabby and I have been in uh, our fair, fair share of bands over the years. And sometimes you have fallouts, but then you make up and it's great. And so on this topic, we're going to talk about reconciliation with old band members and what are the best practices to get there? Hmm. <laughs> Who wants to go first? I could go first. Um, when I was younger, like 19, we had like the follow up, my first band lookout look. Yeah, I didn't take it very well. Like I stopped talking to everybody and like, but then I just kind of grew up. A <laughs> couple years later went on, I realized like it was stupid. Like these were one of my best friends in a long time. And now it's like, we don't talk because I was 19 and it was my way or the highway. So a lot of reflecting, but now we all talk like we're all good, but with the current ex pinks like there's some i need to like reconcile with but some it's like i don't like your husband sorry yeah like i don't give a fuck like he's he was a dick to me even afterwards like calling me names like a grown-ass adult i i can forgive i guess but at 
<laughs> you can forgive, but I know you don't forget. I know yeah. you, Gabby. Gabby. I don't know. Gabby. Maybe maybe Judy will give us some like good advice too. Because I don't like to be wrong with people or like have that like in the back of your head. Like, well, it kind of went bad to worse. But I mean, I'm always open for a discussion, but I don't know if I'll be making that first step with that one person. But with the other one, I think I need to reach out and make men's. So. Well, that's the thing too about being in a band is you are in a relationship with yeah. other people, and your, your personalities are going to cra- yeah. clash, and you know you got to figure out a good structure. And I think I know with my like when I got I got kicked out of the Dames, believe it or mm-hmm. not. Um, I think it was only like I was twenty or twenty one. I was still pretty young, and that's when I was like in the Dames and my doll. But mm-hmm. at the time, I. I see like a lot of the same things that I've gone through with like that was me like pulling that kind of stuff when I was that age. So Mm. it's like circle of life. And so like being older and like at the time in the dames, like they were they were older than me. You were the baby. And like so it's like circle of life, like Simba holding up the fucking like baby. (laughs) Like I felt I was like, this is what they felt. And Mm. I was like I am sorry, like for for everything that I put them through, like at that time. Yeah, maybe I did deserve to get kicked out, you know, and like taught me a lesson. And or somehow though, we like ended up reconciling, mm-hmm. and you know, I started, I played shows with them again, and I think it just goes back to like you do build this like relationship with them, and you know, you have this like musical connection. And sometimes it just takes like open communication and just, you know, bearing the hatch, so to speak. But I think, you know, again, like being older and learning how to communicate better definitely yeah. like helps. I actually did make up with one of the pinks recently. And, uh, you know, we buried the hatch. You know, I, I said this, this and this. And she said this, this and this to me. And it is what it is. The end. I'm, you know, I hope she's doing okay, like with her life and everything. But, but yeah, I think it just takes some maturity. I know we talked a little bit earlier in my position. I haven't been in a band or typically a lot of things I do solo is a lot of projects I work on it solo. But you kindly reminded me that it's like, no, I'm kind of like in a band with everybody, especially, you know, with the pinks. I wear many different hats proudly with you guys. And also my husband, Rico, he's been in his fair share amount of bands. So even before I became super close with you guys, he went through some band breakups and it was it was so hard to watch. And before just seeing other other friends going through it, because it's it's like you're in a relationship. Sometimes it it cuts you deeper than your romantic relationship breakups. And so you just have to understand when you're seeing somebody that's going through that, just going through a bit of understanding from all angles. And then, like you said, knowing what is your own stuff versus what is other people's stuff? What is the rumor mill trying to take the higher ground? Those are the best things. I know when you guys went through your breakup um, with the last lineup, um, I was there for it. You know, I definitely helped you guys write PR, helped you guys just try to get through it as best as we can together. Um, Yeah, there was mistakes a little bit along the way, but I think we've all been reflective of it. And I think we've learned from it. And that's, the biggest thing I would say when going through any sort of, of, um, you know, change in life. So, and yeah. b- being a band is, is one of the hugest 
you know, commitments that you could have. You're creating something artistically with someone. It's like they imprint in you. It's forever there. Like even if you guys aren't together or even if those that you don't talk to, there's still this unspoken like relationship that can't be carbon copied. It can't be duplicated. So it's always going to be there. And just like Sound Sisters, we treat it as a band too. So it's just important to to treat everybody with kindness, I think. And where you stumble along the way, you learn from it and vice versa. So hopefully those people that stumbled along the way with each of you in your own individual class, they probably learn from it too. So I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting to hear like Judy's perspective yeah. on everything. I'll tell you this and not a, lot, not a lot of people know this. I mean, Gabby and Angela do, but well, you know, when that whole I had a we had to post that like video of you know, yeah. hey, like sorry, We've been the quiet. whole breakup thing happened. Judy reached out to me and she gave me some really good advice. And um, I'm a big Betty Blowtorch fan. Like obviously, yeah. they've just I mean, you can tell like early Pink's. There's definitely an influence in there in in just that early years of Pink's. And so to get a message from somebody you really admire and respect, it was just like, oh, fuck. <laughs> it was really yeah. cool. I'm like, wow, she messaged me. That's, that's awesome. But I know I, that was really I think that that was kind of a little bit of a nightlight for you in that darkness that was yeah. much needed. So for sure. I'm excited to to dive in and talk to her about that. It'll be it'll be cool to see the other side. We're going to take a break and when we come back. We'll be talking to Judy Kokuza of Betty Blowtorch right here on the Sound Sister Podcast. Sound Sister Podcast, all the way from Tucson, Arizona, Judy Kokuza. <laughs> I don't know if we cannot giggle after doing that every time. How's it going, Judy? It's going good. How's everybody doing? Living. <laughs> it looks like you guys are having a good time there together, so that's good. Yes, yeah. yes. 
I'm, we're grateful to have our good times together for sure. <laughs> yeah. Have you gotten the jab yet? I'm actually getting mine tomorrow. So me too. Really? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Tomorrow's <laughs> shot one. Do you know which kind you're getting? Yes, the Pfizer. Yeah, Pfizer. That's two. Nice. Good stuff. Yeah. Good luck. I hope you don't have that many symptoms. You know what? I've heard <laughs> most, most of my friends who have gotten Pfizer have had relatively low issue, but pretty much everybody I know that got Moderna after the second shot had a really rough 24 hours. So I'm really thankful I'm not getting Moderna. Although I'm sure it's a good <laughs> and you should get it and i'm not putting it down but i get my yeah. second shot next week when do you get yours drew Same. i get mine on 420 420 420 your arm will hurt but other than that it's not it wasn't that bad yeah i heard so, uh, yeah, you ever get a tetanus shot i heard it's kind of like that where you're like ah uh, stiffness going and i think the flu shot hurt more than really <laughs> yeah yeah, I, I didn't. I barely felt it, so I, that's good to know. How has COVID impacted you as a musician? I mean, it's impacted everybody. But how have you adapted in this strange and unusual time? I mean, honestly, it's it's really made me uh, really ch- change kind of the career path um, that I was on because. You know, I've been playing, uh, of course, in Betty Blowtorch, but Sharon and I have played in a number of different tribute bands. You know, it was, you know, really good money and really busy schedule. I I was playing in in Hell's Bells and I'm I'm not playing with them anymore. It just got to the point where, you know, most of us agreed that it wasn't safe, you know, anymore to travel for ourselves or, or really for the, for the fans. And um, you know, honestly, I, I don't see it, unfortunately, at least for tribute bands, you know, re- recovering anytime soon. So I had to really take a look at, you know, here's my whole income is, is, is traveling and touring and playing, you know, what am I going to do? Um, you know, and I have, we, have, you know, I have a family and Sharon has a family and, you know, I know a lot of the girls did. So, um, for me, you know, the positives are I'm, I'm home more now and there's more time for Betty Blowtorch, which makes all of us really happy. Um, and so I've just kind of shifted where I'm teaching. I, I teach drum lessons. Uh, I love kids. I, I primarily teach beginners and kids. And um, I picked up a few hours at like a pre-K. So I'm just kind of working with kids um, and it allows me to still play music and and be creative with Betty Blowtorch, but it's it's definitely going to be a, a you know a different lifestyle, um, not no more you know every weekend flyouts. Um, so you know it's kind of bittersweet. And one, one way you kind of miss it, but on the other way, I'm like, oh my god, eight hours of sleep. This is a miracle. You know, it's like, <laughs> like yeah, that was the first thing all of us know. We were talking to each other. It was like. I feel I have so much energy. I slept eight hours last night. I don't know what to do with myself. So <laughs> it definitely has its ups and downs. And, you know, we'll, we'll see as time goes on. I mean, I hope it, it starts to recover, but I, I think it, it may be a slow, slow recovery back. What about, what about you guys? I do love the eight hours of sleep. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think like I'm, I'm a photographer and writer. So for me, it's, it's been 
it's been different because I've had to think of different subjects than, you know, music photography and just trying to figure out different ways to tell the story. We've had a lot more um, recording as a podcast because we basically all work at home and we all social distance. And and when we, when we have done some traveling, we are safe and do testing. So it, we're in a bubble, I should say. So yeah. I think in, in some of the silver linings is I feel, I mean, we were close before, but we've gotten even more close, you know? Yeah. And I think that that's, I think that's beautiful that you say that because it's so easy for us to think about what we're missing, you know, mm-hmm. but we need to try and focus on like, what are we gaining, you know? And so, and I think that's beautiful for you. I know you've tried tapping into other creative things like your, your, your comic book stuff and oh. like different genres. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, it's just, I mean, seriously, I mean, it's looking at things in a different way. I mean, we were go, go, go for two years straight right. Right. and then it just stops, you know? So it's, for me, it's been trying to find like a balance of, well, I can't do that. So what can I commit my time to? So yeah, mm-hmm. I've gotten into like comics and like I, I'm, I learned how to edit in <clears throat> Audacity. So like I'm the one that produces the show mm-hmm. after we record. So and I don't have any experience doing that except you know, I knew like going to the studio right. and just watching the engineer and, and kind of understanding what they're doing. But so, yeah, learning, yeah. learning that. And um, I feel like we just had a live stream last week mm-hmm. and it was a live. It was a full band set. But I'll be honest, I am super like out of shape. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I really am. Like, I'm, I'm going to have to like. You gotta run do on the, the treadmill every day. <laughs> yeah. You gotta do that tour warm up back again before you start. There's funny on on Facebook, people were posting like, "I can't believe I used to get ready at 9 p.m. Yeah, <laughs> like, okay, totally okay. to go to shows, and now you're like, oh, yeah, it's like, nope, <laughs> I gotta put on a bra. <laughs> like, do I have to put on a bra? No. I mean, you don't have to. No shame in those that don't. Okay, I fully fully support that. But, you know, I do want to point out since, you know, COVID and and everything, the one thing I have noticed is Betty Blowtorch is social media presence has really gone up. Uh, I'm loving the live streams. I'm (laughs) loving the videos that you're posting. Is that all you or? A a lot of it is. I mean, um, I mean, that that is the silver lining where it was really hard before and now we have this time and, and as you as you were saying before it's really helped us reconnect and and bond because we you know talk often and are always you know text all day and you know all the stuff that band members do and it, it allowed us to start to create again and 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 then I had all this downtime so basically what I started to do was pull out you know I had all these bins you know you know you just uh, throw it in there. You come home from tour and you just throw it in a bin or so I started to kind of just go through everything. And so we, we, we found just, you know, piles of, of uh, these live videos and, and um, you know, I found that old, old recording of that, that song drum solo that you know we had really just not even thought about um, and pictures. So yeah, I started posting um, uh, my wife, Kate does most <laughs> most of it honestly I'm like oh look at this cool picture and she's she's been pushing us like you guys people want to see this and I don't know we're kind of like who wants to see this picture but you know uh we've we've had 
really great uh, feedback and it, it's been really, really nice. So we're, you know, we're just chugging along and when I find new mysteries, we'll post them and, and, and go from there. That's been great. Fun. It's yeah. great that she supports you though. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm their biggest <laughs> fans. I mean, I mean, you gotta have those people in your corner to help support you in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I noticed that there's like lots of like and interaction on your social media too. Do you guys have like best practices that you try to do or certain plans? You just go with it. We just go with it. I mean, everyone's family is very supportive. So, you know, Blair's family and Sharon's and Mia's. So we're really lucky with that. So we have the support of our families for sure. And honestly, you know, we, it, it sounds, you know, corny in a way, but we feel really fortunate that we just had this really remarkable, loyal fan base and they have stuck with the band all of these years. And, you know, we'll hear like, you know, I came to your shows and, and, you know, now I, and I told my nephew and now my nephew told somebody and, you know, now his family is listening and it, it's just been really this loyal fan base and, and, and word of mouth. So, um, we haven't done anything, you know, crazy other than, you know, posting on Facebook and Instagram, but we haven't gone out and, you know, campaign. We haven't been able to play because of COVID. So it's really just the fans and uh, the, their word of mouth. It's, it's we, you know, it's been really fortunate. We're, we're very thankful for, for that. That's what it is. And, and our craziness, I guess. I don't know why people like to, to listen to us ramble, but <laughs> I mean, I mean, I guess we are kind of, I don't know. I mean, we think we're, you know, you get together, you got your inside jokes and you guys, you think, you know, you're funny or whatever, but um, for some reason, people love to hear the Betty Blowtorch girls uh, ramble on. So well, I think it's just, you know, it's just special to see you guys, how far you guys have come, honestly. Oh, well, thanks. Um, with everything you've gone through together mm-hmm. as a band and to see you all just bantering mm-hmm. back and forth and or, <laughs> you know, making fun of Sharon or yeah. you know, <laughs> it's as a fan. I, yeah, I am a Betty Blowtorch fan, like number one fan. Like I'll be right there in the front. Like oh, I love seeing, like, I love seeing. Thanks. I appreciate it. Yeah. One of the best videos that I stumbled on your YouTube was the, the black flag cover you guys did with Des singing mm-hmm. on vocals and I lost my shit. I was like, <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, that, you know, those are some of the early shows, you know, and you know, and there's someone standing there with like a camcorder, you know, <laughs> the yeah. days, you know, it's all shaking. And so it was hard to um, kind of find videos that weren't like this you know, I'm going to make it. <laughs> I mean, and there's a lot of that in that video, but um, yeah, it was super cool. Des is awesome. He's a good friend of all of ours. And um, uh, I was happy to find that too. Cause it was one of those things where you're like, Oh yeah. Remember when we did this and it brought back, you know, for all of us, it brought back, like, you feel like you're there, you know, like sometimes you guys know you play all these shows and, and every show is fun but sometimes, you know, the years are going on and, and, and you can't remember every single thing. And then something like that sparks that memory. Um, and it, and it brings that whole night back to you like, Oh yeah. And so-and-so was there and this happened. And, you know, um, so I'm glad you, you liked it. There is the whole, that whole, there's a whole show, but, um, some of it is really hard to watch. 
Um, but maybe I'll send you the show on on the download on the side and you can <laughs> decide if you want to watch the whole thing or not. I, I would love it. Yeah. Send it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, it's been great actually in our, our little group chat all week, the past two weeks, like Drea's just popping up. Here's a video. Here's a video. Here's a video. Here's. I mean, she, I mean, she does that. I mean, we we do have these discussions before all of the people that we bring on our show, and and we have different artists and different genres and different you know mediums. But she has been so excited, and I I I too. It's been great. Sorry, I had to call you out. <laughs> well, you know, all the Betty Bulltorch fans are are big fans of of you guys and, and venomous pinks. And, and so the feeling is mutual. We, we appreciate it. And uh, uh, we'll have to play some shows together if we ever get to play. Oh, yeah. again. So going back to like you saying that, you know, when you're, you're seeing a lot of this old footage, is mm-hmm. there a moment in your career because you've played in so many bands and connected with so many amazing people in the industry from various facets that it's just amazing. Is there one moment that you would relive? Is there one moment that you would be like, yes, I'm going to talk to Doc Brown and I'm going to go back in the DeLorean (laughs) and live that bitch over again. You know, um, I have to say that the, the, the early days of Betty Blowtorch were really pretty special, I think for all of us. And it, it just, you know, there just was that chemistry and that click that just happened and it, and it doesn't always happen. And, um, you know, we all just kind of got along right away and clicked right away. And we were very lucky, you know, just from, from day one and, you know, everybody, you know, had played in other bands and, and kind of, you know, knew this one and that one. And, um, but Bianca was was at the time playing bass for the Humble Gods, and they were managed by John Reese uh, at Freeze Management, who did Guns N' Roses and Goldfinger and a bunch of other bands. And so that early time was was you know you, you know we were playing these punk rock shows, and and John Reese saw it, and and then the next thing you know Duff was there, and then they brought in uh, Steve Jones, and all of these people were coming down. And and the the crazy part of it is is at the time, um, I you know I I worked at this co- this video production company called Lightning Dubs, and um, <clears throat> they're, they're really cool company. And we, upstairs in the attic, <laughs> they let us rehearse up there at night, and it literally was like you had to walk across beams, you know, to kind of get to this tiny room, and we would jam up there. And so, you know, speaking of punk rock and, you know, punk rock roots, you know, here we are, like Sharon and I would talk about it, like, dude, we were just jamming with Duff and Steve Jones in this attic. Like, who would have thought, <laughs> you know, you would have never thought. And then, and then they'd call me like, um, can you come down? There's a problem with this customer. And I'd, hold on, on. <laughs> and, you know, and then I'd go upstairs and we'd be all like, so I think that whole time period would um, definitely be fun to go back and, and do again, for sure. <laughs> no, that's great. And and another thing I wanted to talk to you about, because you, you said that you're teaching drums, you, you have drum lessons. And one of the things on your site that you really brought home was, 
was how you teach kids with and without disabilities. And I thought that was super special that you pointed that out. Uh, do you, do you want to talk a little bit on like your vision with that and, and, you know, some of your experience in that arena? Yeah, sure. Um, when, um, when I had a move, I moved from California to Tucson about, I don't know, about 10 years ago now. Um, my, my, my mom was ill. So I, I kind of came out here to help take care of my mom. And, um, you know, I was in post-production and all this stuff. I, I couldn't get a job out here. Um, and my sister is a teacher. So she got me in at this charter school she worked at. And um, that kind of started me on this I had given lessons before, but it's usually like adults, you know, mm -hmm. uh, but then I started kind of working with kids from two years through middle school. And um, I found I really enjoyed it. And at the school, they gave us a lot of training about using multiple intelligences and wow. um, how each kid learns differently. And I really kind of took that and applied it to to music in general or, or drumming um, because, you know, kids have all this expression and they can't always vocalize it. So, you know, they want to bang something or, you know, they, they want to play the guitar. They, they, they love music and sound and this expression. And so that kind of got me going into teaching. I used to run drum camps there where I would have, you know, 15 kids and we would do all different things. And I'd bring in like four drum sets and they would just go crazy. And I mean, it's, it's just awesome. So that kind of got me on the path of going and, and you kind of can learn from each kid, like, Hey, I never thought of this sound or they, you know, they, they do something with a, with a triangle and a tambourine. And I'm like, that's an awesome sound. And then they, this is my song. And so, you know, I feel like I get a lot out of it, maybe more than the kids do. I don't know. <laughs> but that started me on that path. And then, you know, I don't I don't know if any of you guys took any formal lessons, but, you know, I did when I was a kid and they, they were so boring. You know, it's like, here's your music book, you know, ta, 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 ta. I was, yeah. who wants to do that. Nobody wants to do that. So, you know, I just started teaching like, you know, the parents, hey, can you can you know, would you teach my kid? And um, so I take each kid and I just talk to them and, you know, I'd start to teach them the basics. Obviously there's basics about every instrument you need to know. So, you know, you have to hold the sticks the proper way. You have to have good, you know, good posture, that kind of stuff. But then it's really what, you know, what do they, what do they want to learn? Do they want to read music? Do they want to just play songs? Do they want to play jazz? Do they want to create their own style? And and I do feel that it's important to remember that every person, kid to adult who plays, um, it's an art form. No one's better than anyone else. No one is more important than anyone else. It, it's everyone's con contribution to me is important. And so that's my philosophy of teaching. I don't teach out of a book. I teach each person individually and we kind of go down the path together of teaching them where they where they want to be or where they want to get to, um, and with disabled children, you know, they think outside the box, and it's amazing. And they can come up with just the most amazing ideas. 
Um, I do have one student who has Down syndrome and he, um, he, he can't speak, but he loves music. His favorite band is Queen. He loves Freddie Mercury. Um, so, you know, we'll play Queen songs, but he's very, he's very melodic and he's very, he loves sound. And so um, like one day I brought tuning forks and mm -hmm. he was like mesmerized by them. And so we, I just let him do his thing and he, he just made a pattern, this little song out of these, you know, tuning forks. And, and then he started like, you know, humming to them. And so then I, you know, I got like a little hand drum thing and I just kind of followed him around and, and we recorded it. And it's just this wonderful piece of music that came out of his, his, his expression. And later his, his parents came out and they were, they were like blown away. You know, they, they love it. They listen to the, the music. So, you know, that is a gift back to me. That's a gift to everybody that this, this, this child created out of some tuning forks. So that, that's kind of my philosophy of, of teaching. And, you know, it's really been a great experience for me. So, wow. That answers all, all the feels, <laughs> all the feels. I'm like, try, yeah, yeah, yeah. trying to hold back tears here. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. That's beautiful. <laughs> He's one of my favorites, you Aww. know, yeah, he really is. I, I, we work with like autistic kids too and, and who have sensory issues. So um, like they might have to wear headphones in a percussion or a music class, but it's interesting. Some of them, you know, they'll have to wear headphones, you know, if they're playing with kids or in, you know, when things get loud, but it's interesting that some of them will come into this music circle and take their headphones off only when there's music going on, even if it's banging and, you know, every, and when they stop and the kids start talking, they put their headphones back on. Aww. It's really interesting to see, you know, how each, each kid responds. It's pretty cool. That's amazing. I do a kid jam. You guys will have to come and, and do a yeah. kid jam. <laughs> That's, That's awesome. awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. I'm going to take the photos. <laughs> I love, I know I play clarinet for a lot of years, but really badly. So <laughs> I'll do photos. <laughs> but I do. Re I do remember like you were saying, looking at the book and being like, this is boring. Like so boring, right? I love that you just kind of tailor their journey for them. I think that that, and I think that that's how a lot of you musicians have done it. Right. Like everybody learns in different ways. Some learn straight from the book or hearing. So I think that's, yeah. Awesome. Well, like, what do they say? How do you confuse a guitar player? Like, put sheet music in front of them. <laughs> like, like, yeah, I just kind of learned by ear, to be honest. Right. But, yeah, and if you go to school, you know, if you're trying to learn in school, they kind of put that down in a way, which I I think is crazy because I think you know, I get it if you want to play in the orchestra, you know, or you you know maybe maybe studio musicians, but you know, even then you can play by ear. I think most musicians feel it. Mm -hmm. they, they don't, they don't have to, they don't read it. They they're absorbing it and they're feeling it and they're, and they're becoming part of it. So I do feel like, you know, some, some, some people who are taught just to read, they can't play unless they have sheet music in front of them. Mm -hmm. And, and I'm not putting anybody down. I'm not, you know, this is my, my opinion or my view is, 
when they do that, they, they, they've blocked themselves from being creative. It's like mm-hmm. they can't, well, come and, come and jam with us. I need sheet music to play. So it, it makes me sad in a way that you're blocking, you know, it's in you, you know, it's in you. Just let it go. Let's see what comes out. Play it by ear. So what if it's a wrong note? Who cares? It's music. Let's jam. Let's have fun. Let's go. Let's have fun. And, and I think, you know, that gets stifled in kids or even adults I've talked to who have said, you know, I wanted to play, but yeah, but you got stifled because you didn't want to sit there and, you know, rant, rant, whatever the, you know, Mary had a little lamb or whatever it is they, they teach you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have a funny story about Mary had a little lamb. <laughs> Let's hear it. When I was, um, so in elementary school, I play violin for like, in like sheet music. And you're right. Like I, I could only play it with music sheet in front and <laughs> I don't know why I decided to play Mary Had a Little Lamb on like the talent show or the concert <laughs> so the teacher was like all right ready with the piano and then I start and then I fuck up and I don't know I'm probably like eight or nine I'm like shit to like this crowd of like parents <laughs> like the whole school I say shit and then I look back at my teacher I'm like Okay, I'm like panicking after I just said shit and so she's, she was really cool like okay let's start over like, <laughs> like literally the second note like, bah, bah. like yeah so this little like yeah and then we did it and like my mom still remembers like remember that one time <laughs> like, that's my favorite Gabby <laughs> that is amazing like, it didn't like, speak any English yeah, or anything exactly. yeah. you just moved to America just moved to America that was you knew but i always knew music so like but yeah so that was my mary had a little that is amazing (laughs) um i will never be able to hear that song again without thinking serious (laughs) literally second note but my teacher was cool at the time (laughs) i I see it but it's funny because my version of gabby i've seen pictures of you little but in my mind you're still little with the half blonde and the half black I gotta show you guys like all my 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 so, violin little pictures oh my and gosh. dress up because I was like a tomboy, so like That's I would have to dress up for these fucking like whatever you call them concerts. Concerts, yeah. So yeah, it was awkward. That was the worst, right? Yeah. yeah. Other thing, they make you have to get yes. dressed up and all dressed yeah. and formal. Terrible. And here's the thing. I'm playing the drums. I don't want to wear a skirt. You're gonna put me. You're putting me this little kid on the stage in front of everybody in the school, and I'm wearing a skirt. What the heck? What the heck? This is. I argue. I would argue with my mom. Would argue with me every every recital, and I'd be saying, I don't want. I don't want the whole school looking at my chonies. Come on, man. <laughs> I mean, you had a point. Yeah. I mean, you legit had a point, you know? I remember, yeah. like, we had, it was literally a bridesmaid's dress that was black that I had in high school for concert, like, band. It was, like, the most horrific thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for, yeah. for talent show, I played the cucaracha, but I didn't say <laughs> shit in front of everybody. <laughs> legit. Give me my fucking clarinet, and I will play the shit out of la cucaracha. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, hear it. <laughs> I honestly wanted to play drums, but mom was like, eh. I was like, drums or clarinet. She's like, mm, let's do clarinet. <laughs> but it's never too late. Yeah, you said so. It's and never I too late. Right I can you. you can you can be That's playing. Amazing. Come on. I'll just stop the kid. I'll just start banging on his drums. Anyway, sorry. Back back to you. 
if we play a show together, um, you have to bring your clarinet now. And play. Oh, oh damn. I was also Clean flag out. captain. I will twirl the fuck out of a flag too. Hey, awesome. We'll bring some some blowtorch torch things and you can yeah. twirl them away. Oh shit. And what was I oh I wanted to ask you too, like what was that like to be like drumming with like oh, the yeah. fireworks and everything? <laughs> was there ever a mishap that you're like shit? This oh is yes. Come at me. Because you're in the back with the fireworks and they're jamming in front. And <laughs> it was it was there was never a dull moment. I mean, you just <laughs> never knew. But when we started, um I used to put a fire extinguisher like behind my floor, Tom. Because yeah, I mean, I mean, we just, I mean, we're knock on wood. We're really lucky that nothing, you know, out of control happened because basically we would be driving, you know, you're on tour and you're driving, Hey, there's a fireworks stand. Let's buy some fireworks, you know? Okay. How, how, how high do these go? That sounds good. I mean, and we would just light them off and then it would be like, whatever happened, happened. So uh, luckily, um, I think Drea has met Ames, right? Ames Flames are our, our roadie. Yeah. He roadies for a lot of band, but thank God. I mean, he was like always on it with like water or, you know, uh, towels that were wet because, you know, those sparks would go everywhere. And I still have, I don't know if they're in here, but I still have some of the symbols. And then you can see they're all burnt. There's like all black marks on it. And oh, you, 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 I would just shut my eyes and hope for the best, really. <laughs> Good luck, <laughs> everybody. <laughs> I hope I'm not on fire. That's all, you know. But, and, you, and then we would definitely like be like, I smell burning hair. Please don't let it be mine. Like, <laughs> yeah, we've had a few mishaps. We, uh, you know, caught a few. <laughs> a few <places. laughs> fire and uh i guess i guess <laughs> yeah, yeah i guess one of the worst one there's there's two really bad ones and one of them was at the key club we were opening for i think it was faster was it faster pussycat i think see this is where i need sharon anyway we're, we were at the key club and we were opening i think it was for faster pussycat and um you know, you're on stage and we were like, just going for it. And for some reason we decided to, I think it was Blair decided to pour vodka or something across the stage and light it on fire. So it went like, you know, um, but we didn't know that they had just varnished the floor, the stage floor. So you know, it was all shiny with this varnish and she poured whatever liquid on and we lit it on fire. And, you know, normally it just burns off, but it didn't. (laughs) (laughs) And we finished and we're like, thank you. Good night. And we leave. And then we're in the, like the staircase. Have you guys ever played there? There's like this, you know, crazy staircase that you go down in the back. We're in that back metal, going down the metal stairs. And then, uh, 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 and then the sprinklers went off. Oh no! We set, we, yeah, it was pretty bad. We set the 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 fire alarm off, and the sprinklers went off. And luckily, our our manager smoothed it over. And but there was like a big <laughs> there's a big oh. line right across the stage for quite some time. It's all funny That's games wild. until there's varnish. Let me tell yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. That's, that was one of the not so good times. <laughs> we guys should bring, 
bring it back. Yeah, bring, bring it back, back. The, the pyros. <laughs> well, Mia wants to to do it again, and we've been hesitant. Uh, but you know, you never know; it could show up at any time. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Just don't do it at the Rebel Lounge out here. Oh <laughs> gosh. Yeah. Some some band did that uh, with fire, and they did the same thing. The sprinklers went off and like ruined the whole. Yeah place <laughs> they burned it down <laughs> oh no no was it at the rebel lounge yeah or? i'm pretty sure yeah March it was the rebel lounge yeah yeah. So. yeah you gotta be careful with that be careful. Yeah. i mean we, we've shown up we have shown up on tour places and they won't let us <laughs> they won't let us unload until i would have to sign like a waiver that promising <laughs> that we won't light anything on fire or Fire I've dealt with a lot of fire marshals on tour, so it happens. <laughs> that's a first that yeah. we've heard in any of our interviews. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty awesome. <laughs> we've had the helicopters come too before. What? <laughs> you don't know that one? No. no. What happened? <laughs> uh, we were playing in Col- Columbus, Ohio. I don't know what we were thinking. It, so it was this club. <laughs> it was downstairs. So you had to go down the stairs to get to this club. And um, I don't know. We were just doing our thing, you know. And at, at the end, played Hell on Wheels. And we lit off the fireworks. Well, apparently, you know, it, it was it's, it was had a low ceiling. And um, <clears throat> it got pretty smoky in there. So they had opened the windows. So what happened was you know, all the smoke was coming out the bottom of the windows and, and kind of, you know, going up. So somebody thought the building was on fire. So they called the police and the fire department and they sent helicopters. It was, it was really bad. <laughs> it was really bad. So they, they had blocked the street off. Oh my God. And I just remember Bianca was like, the cops are here. Get our shit. Let's get out of here. So we were like throwing all our stuff in the van and we couldn't leave because they had a, it was barricaded in, but yeah, there was, there was a helicopters and fire trucks and police came and, um, you know, we were just trying to get out of there. And then, and then Blair's like, Hey dude, you need to go downstairs and get paid. I'm like, get paid. They're going to arrest me. So I ended up having to go back downstairs and um, we ended up having to pay a whole bunch of fines. And it was, it was pretty crazy. Oh, shit. Yeah. Cause the fire department came and, the police came and um, two helicopters. Oh my God. So did yeah. you say, do I get some kind of credit because I'm not getting paid for this set? Does that kind of go towards my, my yeah, like, dad. Well, we did play the show and so they were like get out of here like well, you know they're they're really mad but after a while they calmed down and we worked it out we're, i mean basically we you know what they were going to pay us we used to pay most of the fines and there you go <laughs> and then i claimed you know we're a poor band i don't have this money and they 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 gave me a break but yeah we had to pay a whole bunch of fines and oh shit <laughs> Like this is Ohio. What's wrong with you guys? <laughs> Do you know? It's in the name. It's in the name. I mean, come on. There's fire involved. Come on. Apparently, it looked pretty bad from the outside, but uh, yeah. that's funny. Well, I know that these two uh, watch the documentary, you know, to get catch up uh, and everything. And I think Gabby, you were telling me earlier, you couldn't believe that they like threw shit at DI. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, 
That's awesome. So the documentary, <laughs> it's a really great movie and we, and we definitely appreciate it all. There, there is some parts missing and a little bit of confusion. So that whole story about um, the, the, the pee and the poop and all that getting thrown, um, that actually happened in butt trumpet. So we didn't, we didn't do that, oh. in the which was actually a butt trumpet thing that happened. So, um, but it still happened. <laughs> in butt trumpet, but I wasn't in butt trumpet. So I was about to say that was pre you. That was pre yeah. you, right? Okay. Yeah, it was pre me, but we did used to do the pies. We would, <laughs> we would, we would torture the bands on tour with us a little bit. It was fun. But we had a whole system of, um, we'd be like, we would go into, you know, Quickie Mart or wherever, you know, you stop for gas on tour. And we would buy like every single hostess pie they had, everyone. And we'd bring it back in the van. And then we would take like two or three of them and give it like, you know, to the guys we were touring with, Motocrystal. Hey guys, here's some pie. And they'd be, oh, you guys are so sweet. Thanks for the snacks. And then we would, you know, get out in the middle of, you know, cause you're driving all the time. Yeah, you need some entertainment. Um, we'd be in the middle of nowhere and we had a whole system. Blair would drive and then Sharon would unwrap and I sat in the front seat and Bianca would sit on my lap and I did the window cause I had flash reflexes and Bianca would throw. And then we would just pelt them with pies and things and you know i don't know if i care but you know and i don't know so we did throw pie and crisco and what oh shit (laughs) you guys need up your tour game shenanigans yeah you guys are boring i i I go on tour with them sometimes and i'm like wait a second it's all it's all elevating your feet and 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 icing them because i tell you to but still (laughs) our fire extinguisher the other you know again oh guys you know at a light you pull behind your other van a fire extinguisher the whole van they couldn't see we take off i don't know (laughs) Stupid shit that we did. <laughs> well, great. now we know what to do. <laughs> now you know. We the upper we'll be, we'll be we not, we, We've mellowed. I'd be, <laughs> be eating the pies like um. <laughs> I know. I was like, those pies sound really good. I yeah, want one of those. Good. They are. Well, it brings me to another interesting topic. You mentioned before that you're working on me music with Betty Blowtorch. Mm-hmm. How's it going with that? It's going really well, actually. It's um, it's been uh, it's been really great to create again with with everybody. Um, you know, um, it was a little bit of a learning curve because we, you know, we've we've always been in a studio, so um, to be all apart, trying you know to learn this process of sending parts back and forth and, you know, ideas has definitely been a a learning curve. Um, But yeah, it's working out really well. Uh, Personas has great. They, they, they really helped us out. We got some great interfaces from them. Um, Blair had been doing recording before, so she, she kind of knows more about it than, than the rest of us did. Um, And so we just kind of, started jamming and, 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 and throwing ideas around and, you know, it's been great. I mean, we have 
three songs that should be done looking at my calendar they should be done by the end of this month um we decided to do the vocals at a studio and the and the first studio they went to um it didn't work out well there were some phasing issues and some other issues with um with the vocals so that was kind of a bummer but they just went back in last weekend and redid all the vocals so we should be mixing on next weekend yeah they're gonna mix next weekend so hopefully new songs by the end of the month um yeah it's been, it's been <laughs> so exciting <laughs> i'll send you i'll st- remind me and i'll send you a sneak preview Ooh. Oh shit! Oh okay. snap! <laughs> yeah, it's, it's been fun. It's been it's been really great. I mean, there, we have a lot more idea. I mean, you guys know your jam. It's hard when you can't jam in the same room. You know, it, it, it's really difficult. Um, but we we've kind of learned to overcome that, and just uh, it, it's been really great. I feel like it's full circle. You know, like here we are back together again, and it, it feels good and we hope that uh, the new songs go over as, as well as the other material. Did it just kind of happen naturally for you guys? Or did you talk about it? Like, Hey, like let's write some new stuff or did it just kind of happen during a rehearsal? You know, we've always kind of, when, you know, we started to kind of, you know, do some special events, you know, when we got asked to do, um, I think, I think it was for the, for the documentary, they, they, they asked us, Hey, would you guys consider playing together? And, um, and Blair had been playing with Mia uh, on some other projects and she kind of is the, the perfect fit for us. Um, so we slowly kind of would do a show here, do a show here. And then we're like, that was fun. We should do it again. And then we jam, we'd be like, dude, oh, yeah, we should do this song. And as, and that, kind of the ball rolling process we've always talked about, dude, we should write new songs or like, you know, everyone has these ideas, but we've always been so busy with everybody, you know, playing and, and the other projects. So it was kind of like, again, the silver lining or the positive of COVID. It was like, now we have time to to do this, um, what we always wanted to do. So we basically just, you know, all these riffs and ideas that everybody had, we were just sending them all back and forth and, you know, working on them. And then we just, you know, we said, well, let's, let's narrow it down to, to three and, and um, try to, you know, kind of do them in chunks like that. So I think it was a slow progression of us wanting to do it and now finally having the time to do it. So it's been fun. Yeah. That's oh, super exciting to hear. And I, I can't wait to hear it. I know it's going to fucking roll. So like, um, I think Mia is a great addition to you. I know those are kind of like big shoes to fill, but <laughs> she, I, I mean, I, we've played with you and, you know, we, we went to, um, Alex's bar and caught the show there and it was great. And as being a fan, like, I just, I just love hearing those songs live. So I know people mm-hmm. are going to love like the new stuff too. Thank, thank you. I, I mean, I hope so. It's, it's been you know, it's not easy for Mia, you know, it really is a, is a tough, tough, tough thing to do. And, and, you know, we, you know, our position is no one could replace Bianca and she's not being replaced. You know, we've just added Mia 
to allow us to continue to go on and to continue to keep, you know, Bianca's memory and Bianca's, you know, visions alive. And, you know, Mia just has that same kind of fit and, and voice and, you know, it, it, it fits in well with us. So, you know, we feel we're lucky to have her because we wouldn't, I don't know if we would be able to go forward. It's, it's a hard, it's a hard thing to, to add somebody in to this, this mix, but it's, it's really worked well. And, you know, I know at times she feels like the first, the first couple shows, she, she felt tremendous pressure, like, oh my gosh, you know, and for us, it's like, be you, we want, you know, we want you to be here. You're here because we want you to be here and you're part of us. You're an addition. You're not replacing anybody. We're not trying to duplicate anything. We're just trying, we're, we're moving forward. And that's, that's kind of how we like to look at it, but I, I'll let her know what you said, because I'm sure that will uh, definitely make her feel good. You know, I, you reached out to me when, you know, when we went through that band breakup and earlier in our round table, you know, we kind of just were like, what are the best practices on maybe like, like rekindling relationships with old band members? Can you tell us a little bit about how you guys are able to, I guess, be where you are now after, you know, everything that's happened? Yeah, I mean... I, I think I want to, the first thing I would say to that is, and I'm sure that you and people in the band will totally understand is that there's always more to the story than what is out there, you know? And for us, it was, it, it's kind of difficult when there's press and, you know, all these people involved who, you know, there's a lot of twists on things or a lot of omissions on things. And then, you know, um, and, and you know, I'm not going to go backwards, but I'm just going to, you know, say that, that the first thing you got to understand is that there's, you know, always more sides to the story than what is apparent out in the public. Or, you know, if one person is super vocal, that's their opinion, but there's, you know, four or five other people. So I think for us, it really was, um, a difficult situation because we lost someone that we all loved in a really horrible way. And so it wasn't just about, you know, where we were as bandmates, but we also, you know, lost this human being and this person. Um, and for us, it really was just some time to kind of, I think all of us to reflect and to heal, you know, because it was, a loss on a lot of levels. Um, and then, you know, we had some, some people who were involved in the, in the band who, um, uh, you know, people who made the video and people who, you know, had recorded with us and, and who said like, you know, you guys, let's get back together. Let's, let's, you know, do this show. Let's do this memorial. Let's. And so that kind of brought us, like, yeah, we all want to do this memorial for Bianca. We all want to, um, you know, kind of try to move forward in, in a good way. And, and so those, those were definitely helpful 
events that that you know kind of started the ball and the healing process and you know i can tell you that when you have that click and that chemistry with somebody it's like an unspoken thing so you know for for sharon and blair and i you know and and again we love mia but for us you know to have that familiar feeling back is it's special and it's there's almost like an unspoken understanding like okay you know i'm home or i'm with these same people that i've experienced you know amazing things with it, it, you know we we you know we were very very we we consider ourselves very very lucky and we had great experiences and and we've and we've also had this tragic loss so i think it was just a, really a matter of giving everybody a little time and space to 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 do the healing that they needed and the reflecting that they needed and and honestly you know bianca i, I don't know if if you if you were able to ever meet bianca but she's a very forgiving person a very accepting person a very forgiving person um you know some of us just assumed like uh it would blow over and we would just go on and and so i think knowing bianca she wouldn't want us not to be together she would not want us to not move on together um and it's i think it's helped us to be together to you know to talk about our feelings and to talk about you know how 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 lucky we were and all these great times we had and to be able to to now look forward you know like i, I know blair has really talked about how it's so nice to be moving forward. You know, we don't, we're not going to go back. We're not going to rehash. We're going to, we want, we all want to move forward together. And and that I think is what um, that, that mindset is what helps you to let go and let the good come in and let the love come back and let, you know, all of those good things fill you up, you know, and have that space to, to be back filled up and, and then what happens is, you know, now the creativity's back and the fun is back. All of that comes back. Um, and it's just a maturity, I think, too, of, of, of moving forward. So I don't know if that's helpful to you guys, but you can chat with me anytime on it. Um, you got Angela kind of tearing up. I know. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I keep no, thinking it's, just, I know. it's just so beautiful. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's, it's great to see that you're just focusing on, on the light to move forward. And I think that that's amazing. And I know that, that the spirit's still there and it's going to be killer to hear those, those great songs, you know, the new stuff you guys coming out. So it'll be nice to, to see where it's going. (laughs) Sorry, I keep making you cry. (laughs) You had me earlier at the, the, you know, the autistic kid. I (laughs) was There's not one episode where I don't tear up. I mean, as much as, I mean, we, this is why we like interviewing individuals as opposed to full bands, because we really want to hear your story and get, and we hope that if at least one listener gets something from right. the singular artist or creative, right. then it's all worth it. So, I mean, you have such a great story and so many wonderful things that can be, you know, and and put it into any kind of medium, you know? So I think it's, it's, it's really important. It's that's why music is amazing, right? It's right. 
bring us all together. So that's true. <laughs> so I did want to ask you, what is the process like for for filming on a movie like Bubble Boy? Like, how does that happen? <laughs> did you meet Jake Gyllenhaal? Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, we were going to ask Annie this Trejo. stuff, right? Yeah. <laughs> um. The Bubble Boy movie was interesting because it was supposed to be Ozzy Osbourne. Um, and yeah, so apparently the the band scene was supposed to be Ozzy Osbourne and kind of at the last minute, you know, for I don't know what happened, but they couldn't do it. And so um, someone on the production crew had said, hey, you know, you guys should, should get these girls they're you know they're they're rocking they're awesome so you know we kind of got this call saying you know would you do this and you know of course we'll of course yeah sure we'll do it you know so um it was it was it was really fun it was really uh interesting you basically um we went we had to go to like uh universal and go to wardrobe and i mean we're laughing the whole time because you know we can't we just <laughs> idiots and we're you know, <laughs> around and oh, look at this hat oh, you know and, um so we go to wardrobe and then um they tell you you know show up on at, at this set at this date and this time and um so we actually had filmed which thank god is not in the movie <laughs> these scenes where they wanted him to come onto the tour bus you know in his bubble so, <laughs> There, there are these scenes where, yeah, think, yeah, they shouldn't, they shouldn't they have never, to exist somewhere. <laughs> they never be shown. What? Crazy. So they, you know, they dress you up and you're in hair and makeup and all this crap they're putting on your face and and um and and I I I'm really allergic, so they would have to wait and put my eye makeup on last because my eyes will shut, will swell shut. So I get all red. So everyone would get their hair and makeup done, you know, and they got curling irons, and they dial you all. And we're like, this is so not realistic, but okay. You know, and, you know, most, you know, most of the time we were at craft services eating and walking around and in our trailers and just causing havoc. And then they, okay, girls, you know, five minutes to call time. Yeah. Okay. And did they put you on this? They get this little cart for us and they drive us like 10 feet, like we couldn't walk it or something. <laughs> um, but then they wanted us to wear like these high heels and none of us, well, Bianca was the only one who could walk in them. So we'd have to carry the, our shoes to the set because the rest of us could not walk in high heels. And then we'd put them on and then Jake would come in in, that, in the bubble. And then when we do these, they do these scenes like, all right, guys, jump on the bubble. Like, okay, we'd be jumping on the bubble and he's getting tossed all around. And it, it was like shenanigans, like pure shenanigans. So that part was fun. And uh, thank God it got caught. It, most of it, none of it's in the movie. Um, and then they had uh, like a whole theater set up for the, the band scene. And that was about, I think that took about maybe a, a, one full day of, it's crazy. It's like a whole day of shooting for, you know, the 10 seconds that you're in the movie, but it was super fun and, um, great experience. And, 
I'm sure we would do it again if somebody asked us. They probably don't want us back. Dude, <laughs> you <laughs> bounced on the bubble. You bounced on the bubble <laughs> boy. And you fucking <laughs> bounced on the bubble. It was Jake. awesome. Yeah. Like, this is amazing. <laughs> Jake was very nice. He's a really, really very nice guy. Really cool. Nice. Yeah. Fun time. Fucking bounced on the bubble. <laughs> Was it cozy? <laughs> uh, you know, like this giant, not like a yoga ball, but like kind of like a, a flimsy yoga ball. You know, because it, huh. it like a giant beach ball. Okay. With okay. him inside of it. But with a boy in it. Yeah, with a boy in it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they had like these little things for his hand, and he'd be like, oh. <laughs> But the, that movie was already like ahead of the times because I've seen shows where like people are in bubbles. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. true. But even now, like COVID, people like were down too in the supermarket. <laughs> Bubble Boy had it. Yeah, it's reality and COVID reality. What what is it? What is it like shooting reality TV? Because I know Chris was on an episode of Family Jewels and the Tweed sisters were there. Is that scripted or was that real? It's kind of half and half. You know, most of the most of the reality shows are, um, you know, they have a storyline. They kind of have, you know, what they want you to say. And um, in in the Family Jewels episode, there's a little bit more improv allowed. We did um we did a Storage Wars, and that one was like, oh, stay to the script, you know, whatever. Um, so it's. The same kind of thing, you know. <laughs> you bought it, and you know they'll they'll go over with you what, what what's going to happen, their ideas, and it kind of goes back and forth. Like you get the script, and this is what they want you to do, and you have any questions, and wardrobe, and that kind of stuff, and then um, you show up day of shoot. You know they'll give you a call time, and actually working with um, Shannon and her sister were, were they were great. They were really fun. Yeah, that seemed um, fun. Yeah, Nick came too. He was really cool. Um, they were really easygoing. That was a very easy shoot to do. Um, the Family Jewels it was really fun. Um, storage Wars, they were a little bit more sticklers for some reason. Dude, Storage Wars. <laughs> Dude, Storage Wars. <laughs> yeah, like they did something where they found, I don't, I don't even remember what it was. Like, oh, uh, here's some Kiss memorabilia. You know, how much is it worth? Like a cover band would, like a tribute band would know. Like how the how the fuck do I know what it's worth? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you want to pay for it, I, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure well, I'll never be on that show again. <laughs> Wait, so, so it's actually out, like the episode. You the know what? Wars? Yeah, yeah, the storage wars, and um, that was also when I did uh, in the Kiss tribute band press. Yeah, it's it's definitely out somewhere. It's fucking brilliant. I, See, I didn't even know you were on story. Yeah, I didn't know either. I did. That's yeah, you know, we've done a lot of stuff. I'm, I'm like, I, I'm trying to. I think that was it. I don't think there's anything. Else. I'm just imagining like the producers, like, all right, we're gonna get in the storage, <laughs> kiss stuff everywhere. We gotta get the tribute band. Right. That's the clincher. <laughs> I mean, that's the clincher. Like, you're like, cool. Does is there food? Is there pie? Yeah, it's like it's do it. Good time. I think we like like we were playing we were playing a song and the storage. I don't even remember which characters they were. You know, 
they came in and they, Hey guys, and we found this stuff and how much is it worth? And then you, you have your scripted lines you're supposed to say, and then, nice. and then they sang with us, they jam with us or something like oh, that. Oh, cool. Nice. Yeah. Oh, God. We got to find that. You got now. some practice. <laughs> <laughs> you got to practice it, right? Yeah. It's like, Oh, universal. Hey, funny meeting you guys here. Yeah. Here. <laughs> so let's get into, uh, I, you've toured a lot, like a lot. <laughs> I've heard a lot. Yeah. Um, you've probably stayed in a lot of creepy pl- places as well. Yes. Is there any, have you ever run into anything paranormal on tour? Or, um, yeah. Several times. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, have you guys, I have, I'm sure. Right. You know, mm-hmm. well, we've stayed in some sketchy places. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm trying to think there was a, what the heck is the name of that place? I think it's called, the Lincoln Log Hotel. And I believe it's in Montana. God, I should know this. I should have prepared. I'm not prepared for this at all. Um, it's like one of the world's, mo- you know, one of the country's most haunted hotels or whatever it is. And they're really cool. It was a really cool staff there. We stayed there. And it is. It's like these log cabin kind of looking motel. Um, but man, you know, the second you walked in there, I was like, oh, hell no. It, you can feel it. Oh, wow. You know? And um, they were telling us all the stories, you know, about stuff going flying and rooms and lights going on and off and smell, all the stuff. And uh, um, th- then this was in Hell's Bells. And um, a couple of the girls, nobody wanted to stay alone. You know, like normally you're like, I want my own room. Oh God, my own room. It's a miracle. But we're like, no, none of us wants to stay alone. So we, you know, we pair it up. Um, and so I have a lot of um, family that's passed on. Um, you know, Bianca's passed on and um, my, both of my parents have passed. And so I, I kind of feel, which is why I like this whole paranoia, uh, paranormal stuff you talk about. I, I do feel like they're around a lot and I feel there's a lot of things that happen. I mean, I have lots of stories. I won't talk your ear off, but so I kind of feel like, yeah, and then the girls know a lot of the stories. So everyone was like, what's wrong with Judy? Cause she's good with this. She's good with the spooks, you know? So I just kind of was like, Oh God, mom, Bianca, whoever's listening. I just let me have a good night's sleep. Cause it didn't feel like a fun, like, Ooh, like a good feeling. It didn't feel like a good spirit. Like, Oh, someone's here. Bianca's here. Someone's, you know, it felt like a little creepy. Um, And I just kind of concentrated on that. And, and Mandy and I roomed together and we had an okay night of sleep, but Sharon and Amber were next to us and, and, and they had a, Sharon said that in the middle of the night, they felt like the bed go down, like somebody was sitting oh, on the bed. Oh, and then she was like, ever, <laughs> you know, and she's like, I felt, I felt the two, like they were both there. They were like, they didn't know what to do. And, and then Sharon said she felt like a hand oh, on her leg. Shit. And then they were like, ah, you know, they jumped up and put the lights on. They didn't sleep the rest of the night, but they, they, they definitely, uh, that was a pretty creepy experience. And for me, I just was like, okay, I'm, ca- I'm calling, I'm calling him a favor from, you know, the other side. It, it just, 
yeah, it just had a really heavy, mm. heavy atmosphere. Um, and then I did, uh, there was like at the, when we were leaving the next day, Mandy had forgot something in the room and she didn't want to go back upstairs. So <laughs> I went back upstairs and at the end of the hall, there was kind of like this haze and I, and I, and it was light out. So I felt like, okay, I'm going to, and I walked down there and you could definitely smell um, perfume, like right. a heavy, heavy scent of, and it was just like, you know, in that area, nobody was in that room, but it was just like kind of this mist, kind of like a weird mist. And, and then it went away. So that was, that was kind of creepy, but. Yeah, it was Link. I think it was Link. I'll, I'll find out for sure. I'll, I'll look it up. But yeah, that was pretty creepy. Um, we got to stay there now. We got to stay there. We got to go. You can stay there. I'll sit, I'll sleep in the van. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I. You know what? Yeah, it was pretty creepy. I. I. You know, the staff's like, "Oh yeah, you know, this happened, and one day a pot flew across the thing and hit me." And it's like, <laughs> they're just casually saying it. It's yeah, like, ah, is there a Motel Six around here? You know, um, staff super nice. They're really nice people, and they they ended up telling you know uh, us a bunch of you know, I, I didn't want to hear anything beforehand because you don't want to have that, you know, in your brain like this is going to happen or this story or this smell or, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't want to know. I can, uh, it's like, I feel weird enough, you know? Uh, but then the next day they were, they were telling us stuff and honestly, everyone was pretty happy to, to get, to not have to spend. <laughs> oh my God. Do you guys, do you guys look for haunted places to stay? I mean, no. it's, no. You, but you know how it is. Like if it's free to stay there. Yeah. Okay. Arguably, everywhere is haunted, right? We're in the United True. States if you yeah. think about it. But, but yeah, we you just you've stayed. That's that's why you have to have the emergency credit card. Mm. Okay, <laughs> listen to me. Listen to me. Make sure you have an emergency credit card with nothing on it, because there's going to be that night or that day where you're like, oh hell, I do not want to stay here. Emergency credit card. And get yourself a hotel room. Because, yeah, there's some creepy places out there. For sure. That's advice Great to advice. live by. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't put anything on it. Don't buy anything on it. Because you know how it is when you're on tour. And you're like, oh, man, funds are low. And, you know, we're staying at this person's house. And you get there. And it's like, ee, ee, ee. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to sleep in the And you're all fighting over who's going to sleep in the van. Yeah. Emergency credit card. Nice. We stayed at a hospice. Well, it was a house, but it used to be a a hospice. Mm -hmm. and, uh, nobody wanted to sleep by themselves. So we were all like cramped in this one bedroom. Mm -hmm. uh, we each had our own like little twin mattress, but it was <laughs> four, four of us. Yeah. And, two and dogs. the guy had two dogs. So we were like, can we sleep with your dogs? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, Did you guys experience anything? I didn't sleep the whole night. So, yeah. but I didn't. But like the the I was next. They put me next to the freaking bathroom, and like the bathroom had no doors or anything. It was just like a curtain. So uh, I, I I just turned around and like would not look at the bathroom because I didn't want to see like feet or shit moving. Yeah, yeah. I didn't sleep that whole day. I slept the next day in the van, but I I didn't I didn't sleep. So I 
I was awake the whole time. <laughs> I was not on that tour. Thank goodness. <laughs> think how many scary places they put you when you're in a band. That's you strange. know, like, oh yeah, you can stay at the cheapest hotel in town, and it's you know, there's yeah. been five murders here, but you'll be fine. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and well, in that fine. house was like decorated like gothic too, so it was like all dark and like just creepy demon babies on the one of the rooms like he painted a or i think he got it, it was like a baby that was like a demon oh my like god Halloween prop yeah or something. yeah and like that bedroom was like really nice bedroom but it was that thing and then he kept saying that like it comes alive at night or some shit, yeah, that's shit. Gonna be like, emergency credit card oh you know what i i, I just had a phone call from someone i gotta go bye yeah. <laughs> I gotta go. I gotta go rescue so aren't you on tour? Yeah. Yes, we have to go. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty scary. Um I mean I've had positive experiences too. So um shortly after Bianca passed away, um my TV would go on and off at odd times, but it was really interesting because when it would go on, the first thing that popped into my head was Bianca, like, oh, Bianca. And, and then it happened um, at the time um, I was, I was living with my, my boyfriend and, and he, he, he came back from tour and I remember it was the middle of the night and the, and the TV just came on in, in the other room and he jumped up like, what the hell? And, and then he was all half asleep, but he was like, he said the same thing. He's like, Bianca, turn the TV off or something. You know, it was so bizarre that, you know, is it a coincidence or, you know, and so we would just joke when the TV would randomly come on and off, we would joke like, oh, there's Bianca. And um, when I moved to, to Arizona, uh, my nephew was helping me carry. It's one of those, you know, old giant flat front Sonys. My nephew helped me carry it up the stairs and I was telling him the story. I'm like, yeah, sometimes this TV will turn on. If if you talk about Bianca and you're thinking about Bianca and the TV turned <gasps> on. No. Shut up. That's amazing. That's awesome. Oh, she so wanted to say stuff like that would happen. And um, it actually when I was doing the video for a drum solo, so we found, I mean, obviously we knew the song is at the end of uh, the, the documentary, but, you know, it kind of slipped our mind, you know, just the, we, you know, just the intro, but I found the whole recorded version of drum solo. So we decided like, Hey, let's, you know, we'll cut a video together and, and put it out there. And, when I was editing the video, I, in the beginning, it says something like um, our last, the last song we recorded, it wouldn't work. The title wouldn't come up. It kept, it kept jumping. And then I'd like erase it and like, what the hell, you know, and start over and move it all around. And I, I had to change the wording to it, to it, to say the last, song we recorded with Bianca and then it worked. But if I took it out and said the last song we recorded, it, it won't work. It won't come up in the graphics at all. Wow. Dude, I have mad chills right now. Yeah. Yeah. So 
That's like, her, that's her message saying, carry it on. That's so, that's beautiful. Yeah, wow. Thank you for sharing yeah. that. Thank you yeah. so much. Yeah. Thank, thanks for I got so much chills right now. <laughs> so, lots of them, I'm telling you. So. <laughs> we should do a whole nother just Grave Sister episode on this. So good. Well, wow. um, I don't know. I just, I feel like I want to hug you right now emotionally. <laughs> <laughs> Such a great episode. So many good takeaways. So I have to, I ha- we have to ask you about Vanilla Ice. <laughs> like, I can't not ask you about that. I'm sorry. Oh. I'm just gonna throw it out there, and you can what tell. Do you me. Know? Just do you know the, I time? just the whole experience. Robert Van Winkle, what's up, buddy? <laughs> what was that? Um, like? You didn't think I was gonna. Well, um, we originally met Mr. Uh, Mr. Ice. Uh, his he he was same management John John Freeze and Freeze man, uh, management. So. They had us play a few shows with him. And originally we were supposed to do a tour with him, but we pissed him off. So that didn't happen. <laughs> oh man. I mean, I don't know. I'm gonna get myself into trouble, but well, you know what? So the guy would sound check for like four fucking hours. It's like, dude, you know, like get on, do your little thing, get out. Like, and and I think that the what happened was in feet in a probably Tempe, Tempe or Phoenix. Do you, do you remember that club Boston's? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you guys are too young. So there was that no. club Boston's right. And there was an inside and an outside or something. So vanilla ice, we were, we were playing with vanilla ice and they literally, so, you know, it's hot, it's Phoenix, it's, you know, it's summer, it's fucking a million degrees. We sat in the parking lot waiting for him to finish sound checking for four hours and not, I'm not shitting you four hours. And finally it was getting closer and closer to door. Then they had to hold the door. So here we are, we haven't even unloaded. So we're sitting in our van with our trailer in the, in the Phoenix heat. Now the parking lot's filling up with people waiting to unload so we can play. And so initially we were going to play inside and they were going to play outside. But then, boo-hoo, it's so hot in Phoenix. After four hours of sound checking outside, he wanted to go inside. So at the last minute, they're like, okay, you guys, you know, lo- in one of those load in and play situations, you know. So we had to load in through the crowd, through the people, through everybody, you know, load in, set up, no sound check, and play. And so I think that Bianca had some choice words for Mr. Ice. And that was it. We got kicked off the tour. He's all, no, you stop, <laughs> calibrate and listen to this mofo for fucking hours. So, so that happened before the recording. Oh. So what happened was we were in the studio. I, I actually wasn't there. I had, um, I don't know if you can see this. I, I tore this ligament right before we did the um, Ari Man Enough record. Yeah, you're like wearing so, like the video. Yeah. You, yeah, yeah. So I had to, um, they wanted to put a cast on and I started crying because I was like, you can't, I have, to, I have to do my record. So I went and did the drum tracks and then I went and then they put the cast on. 
So I was actually getting my cast on. That's a fucking professional right there. <laughs> That's a professional right there. That's what I said. <laughs> you got to just do it. You got to get, get through it. So I wasn't there. And I remember um, they called me and they were all hysterical. Like, everybody's laughing. All this laughing. What What's happening? And they're like, check this out. Listen, you know, and they held the phone up and I was like, what the and i'm like i can't even believe he's talking to us so it kind of was a joke at first where bianca you know we had size queen and we had this empty spot and we were deciding what we were going to do and then vanilla ice just happened to be in the studio at the same day so bianca and matt hyde who was our engineer they were like bianca's like we should ask him to come in here and rap wouldn't that be fucking hysterical like blah 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 and, you know, we were thinking, he'll never do it. He, you know, he'll never do it. But she walked, went in there and he's like, sure, I'll do it. So he just came in the studio. I mean, and there is some footage in the, in the documentary of them, like going hysterical. There's, there's way more footage that never made it into the documentary. <laughs> thank God. But they were hysterically laughing because we didn't think he would do it. You know, we thought he, he would be, he would be mad, but he ended up being cool about it. And he came in and it, that was, you know, we told him what the song's about and he was happy to, you know, rap about his, his, his big uh, junk and, and, and that's how it went down. And apparently it lived, it lived up to, you know, I wasn't there, but I, I heard that it lives up to his, his reputation. There you go. All right. So my last silly question, you have to bear with me. I ask this on every single episode and people call me out if I don't. So if you were a burrito, what kind of burrito would you be? And I like how everybody takes it very seriously when I tell them that they're like, what kind? And then also I like, especially during COVID, if you have a special local or um, um, business that sells burritos, who would it be? Like a okay. restaurant? Like a restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> because I do. Oh, I'll try to get technical. <laughs> 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 like restaurant. <laughs> Local words talking. Words. I don't know. <laughs> I'd be the California veggie burrito. Nice. Ooh. Rice, cheese, guacamole, mm. and salsa. Mmm. Beans, rice, cheese, guacamole, and maybe a touch of sour cream. Nice. You, know, you got it sweet and sour. So that's what I would be. And like this is a tough question because it used to be Nico's. There's a, there, I don't know if they have Nico's up, up in Phoenix, but there's Nico's taco shops all around Tucson. And we really like it. But last time I got my enchiladas there, there was a long hair in it. So oh. now I've. Now I'm not going to Nico's anymore. So I need to find a new place. All right. Well, you come through. We will take you to get all the veggie burritos you can possibly want at a structure establishment (laughs) restaurant, whatever. (laughs) You mean a restaurant? Oh, yeah. I forgot. Sorry. Awesome. That's a good question. Thank, thank you. I might have to see that when we do our thank next you. They always do this every time I ask, but like, it started out as a joke, and then it just people call me out when I don't ask it. You learn a lot by a person. Have, yeah. oh, I might steal it for our next chat. 
Yes. Do it. I'm, I'm actually, and now I'm curious. I'm like, what kind of burrito would Sharon be? <laughs> See? See, the, the answers you get are like, that's probably the first time we got in the a veggie California burrito. We yeah. got a California burrito, but not a, a, veggie, a veggie. Yeah. We get all kinds of different ones. Like when we had our friends um, that are from Canada, they're like, um, burritos aren't here. Maybe it's a poutine thing. I don't know. And I was like, that's interesting. So what, what burritos are you guys? Breakfast burrito. Ooh, good one. Yeah. yeah both of us. Both of us that. are. I go back and forth between chorizo and egg and papas and just a good old carne asada burrito. Yeah. But depends yes. how I'm feeling. Just give us all the burritos. We're stoked. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't think about that. <laughs> You're going to be craving it all night. I am. I'm sorry. <laughs> I have Nika's risk it. <laughs> well, real quick, go ahead and plug your social media on where the listeners can find you and the band. Uh-oh, I better know this. Uh, com is our webpage. Uh, Facebook is Betty Blowtorch Official. Actually, everything is Betty Blowtorch Official. So um, <clears throat> we have a YouTube channel, Bandcamp, Facebook, Instagram, and our webpage. So, <clears throat> excuse me, yeah, stop on by and say hello. And I'm sure we'll have more shenanigans for everybody soon. <laughs> choking What's on my breakfast burrito yes <laughs> playing a clarinet <laughs> yeah, there you go and i'm not gonna let you forget the clarinet oh shit <laughs> gotta start practicing so when we play in the phoenix area i will expect you can oh my god you know what you can do a clarinet solo in size queen yes 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 <laughs> so good I'm serious. oh my god why did i do this to myself better start practicing you know what i'm i'm gonna text i'm texting them right now oh my god you guys clarinet solo better get my reads bought <laughs> oh man you gotta get that Get it, get that whack. Get it, up. get it, get it, get it. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note. <laughs> Judy, it was awesome talking to you. Thank um, you so much. I love you. I love your band. I'm excited to hear new music. And I just can't wait till we can play some shows. Together. Yeah, me too. Thank you very much. You guys are really awesome. And everything you're doing is great. Keep up the good work. We're all fans and... Hopefully we'll be playing with you guys soon. All right. Thanks, Judy. Thank you very much. Remember to head over to the website soundsistersaz.com to read up on our guest and view pictures and videos mentioned in this episode. Go to Facebook and like us. Instagram to follow us at soundsistersaz. Check out our kooky sister podcast called Grave Sisters, located under the Sound Sisters platform on all streaming platforms. Check out older episodes on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play, and leave us a review. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button. We have new t-shirts on our merch shop over on the website, so go get one. Once again, thank you everybody who still supports the Sound Sister podcast. It really does mean everything to us. You know, on that note, this is your host, Dre Adal, signing off with my lovely ladies, Reminding you to keep your eyes on the prize, always do your best, 
and wash your hands. Thank you. Good night. Bye. i